You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning, everyone. Happy holidays. Oh, it's wonderful to look at and see, my dear brothers and sisters. I labored this week to be sure that you had a meal today. Yeah. I finally wrote a note to the Lord yesterday and said, Father, my brothers and sisters are going to be hungry if you don't give me a nugget. It seems like all week as I positioned myself to be with the Lord and to hear his word, it seemed to just escape me. I would have the scriptures come, but I just didn't feel like I had the heart of a father until yesterday. And that's why there are no slides, because I didn't have time to publish those to Michelle. So I have an outline here so that you can follow along. So good morning. My name is Linda. I am, the, I am a person and a chaplain here at the Vineyard at Mount Comfort. Thank you, Kathy. I'll get some on the other side here. Deb, can you? So my helpers, my L's, are going to pass out the outline so that you can kind of follow along. I want you just to listen today. I've got most of the scriptures on the outline, and you can read those this week. And that is my challenge to you. Please use this as a devotional for this coming week. Well, between the wonderful worship and pastor's prayer and Ashley and Eric's devotional, for our Advent wreath. You have pretty much heard the message for today. Did you notice throughout the morning, we kept hearing the word peace. It was like a little golden thread running through the morning. And so that is what I feel the Lord would have us talk about today. I want to start with a little story. What will heaven be like? If you talk to people about it, you can hear as many interpretations of heaven as the people you ask. It seems that everyone has his or her own expectation of what heaven will be like. We had guests over one night. It turned to be an evening of laughter. Our talk turned lightly to what heaven might be like. My extroverted husband said that heaven would be like a giant beach party and all of his friends would be there. When it was my turn, I said I pictured heaven to be like being on an African safari, except the animals would be tame and you wouldn't have to feed them or clean up after them. When we came to our guest's small son, however, he looked up with an innocent expression, his face covered with chocolate cake and a smile, and he said, I think heaven is going to be whatever you want, and whenever you want, you can get up on Jesus's lap. And that's what I want to talk about today, that intimacy with Jesus. And that's a great picture of a child on Jesus's lap. So, what is peace? If we had to define peace, 
how would we define it? And I, I asked the Lord this. What, what would you say peace is? And as soon as I get my notes fully lined here, there we go. I will move on. A lot that's to, to be said about peace. Um, we see peace appearing, obviously, throughout the Bible, especially as Jesus came. But I'd like to talk today about that inward peace, the settling of the mind, the heart, and the spirit the inner being, uh, the peace that passes understanding, the peace that passes the comprehension of our minds. And we saw that today as Michelle Dibdahl got up and opened the service. That is not something Michelle would typically be drawn to. And yet we saw that perfect peace. So I think this is what the Father was saying this week about peace. Peace is the state of perfect calm within on every level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, the calm that comes as we trust God. This is not a superficial calm from a drink of uh, wine or a pill. This is the pure, genuine calm that comes when we trust God, and we'll talk about that in a minute. It is the absence of inner turmoil, anxiety, worry, and fear. And I know this personally because as my husband became ill and became confined to a wheelchair, our lives turned upside down. And you can well imagine, I was frantic in the beginning. I didn't didn't know which way to go. I didn't know which way we were going. It was like I was on jello and I couldn't find my footing. But as the months and the years have rolled by, the Lord has brought his grace and his sustaining peace. And even in the day, there is that peace that passes all understanding, the peace that allows joy. And this is the peace that Jesus came to give us. The angel announced those famous words on the night Jesus was born, glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace to all men. We're going to read a couple of other sites about God and peace this morning, too. But I wanted to start there because it is Christmas. It is Advent. We're talking about the angels. We're talking about the Savior. We're talking about the peace that comes with knowing Jesus. Now, Peace, as you well remember out of Galatians 5, is also a fruit of the Holy Spirit that grows in us over the years as we dwell with Jesus, as we walk along that path of life with Jesus. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, those all grow in us as fruit of the Holy Spirit. So today, though, I'm talking about the gift. And that seems appropriate, doesn't it, since we're talking about Advent and Christmas. 
the only place for true peace is God himself. And I want to read that out of First uh, Thessalonians 5.23. So if you have your Bibles or your devices, I really want you to turn with me. I want you to be a Berean. That means you're going to get into the word yourself and see what it's saying. You're not just going to take the word for who is ever standing up here. You're going to get into the word. You're going to null it out on your own. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. There's another. Let's turn to Philippians 4, 8. Philippians 4, 8. And we're going to be coming back to this Philippian passage more, so you might mark that in your word. Paul goes on in verses 6 through 8, instructing the brothers. At the very end of 8, Paul says, And the God of peace will be with you. God is not some disordered, chaotic being. Peace is with him. He brings order out of what is chaotic, that which is confused. All things done in his remarkable order. Ephesians 2.14, he himself is our peace. Say that with me. He himself is our peace. God gave this peace to Jesus. The prophet Isaiah prophesied about that, about the coming Messiah in Isaiah 9, 6. Unto you a son is born. Unto you a son is given. And he shall be called what? You know this by heart. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, the God of peace spoke into the prophet Isaiah, and Isaiah prophesied this about Jesus. In turn, Jesus gives his peace to us. John 14, 27, one of my favorite passages. Jesus said to his disciples, my peace I give you. <coughs> And in the Amplified and some of the newer translations, that delineates, that passage is delineated into peace of mind and peace of heart. So I want you to think just a minute. When you're anxious, when you're worried, when you're fearful, where do those anxious thoughts manifest? We play them over and over in our minds, don't we? It, don't, they, don't we? It, it's, it's like a, a hamster on his wheel. It, it just goes, those thoughts just go on and on and on. God is our peace. Jesus wants us to know that peace, not to just know it in our heads. He wants us to know it experientially. Like we are known by him. Like we know our kids. 
Jesus wants us to know that. And peace is knowing Jesus. And that's one of the things I felt like the Lord said to me as I first started preparing this meal for you. That peace is knowing Jesus. Flowing in an ongoing relationship with him. Living life with him day by day. Enduring, lasting peace is born out of a relationship that's devoted, that's committed. And I want to, I'm going to stop here just a minute because I felt like the Holy Spirit put this in me this morning. Of course, in the shower where I was rehearsing. (laughs) If you are here and you don't feel you know Jesus, that I'm going to pray a little prayer. And I just want everyone to close their eyes just a moment. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you haven't ever invited Jesus into your heart, if you don't understand what I'm talking about when I say knowing Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Oh, dear Father, I am so grateful that you exist and that you love me. And you proved that love by sending your son, Jesus, who lived, who suffered, who died on a cross for me. I confess that he was buried and that he was raised from the dead on the third day and that now He has ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God. I receive you, Jesus. I receive all of that. I receive the new life. I've received the forgiveness of all sin. And I commit from this day forward my life to yours. Amen. Now, if somebody prayed that, Please come see me after the service or pastor or anybody in this sanctuary because this is your birthday if you just did that. And that's what I mean by an ongoing relationship with Jesus. He's your best friend. In Revelations, he calls himself our first love. That's how he sees himself. He wants that relationship that's devoted to him, just like he's devoted to us. He wants that relationship that is ongoing, that we're talking to him throughout the day. Yes, we might have times of formal prayer, formal worship, formal Bible study in our day, but it's the, it's the time when we hook arms and we're walking along the way, talking to Jesus. Lord, should I buy that? I love that dish towel. Would it look okay in my kitchen? That kind of mundane conversation. He loves that because it shows him our heart. It shows him that we're thinking of him, that we value him, that we value his opinion, that he's our friend. He is our savior, but he's our friend as well. So peace, I just want to emphasize that again. Peace is knowing Jesus flowing in an ongoing relationship with him. All right, next on your outline, you see the title, Achieving Peace. Or we could title entitle this section, The Pursuit of Peace.
peace. That, that connotes a, a process, doesn't it, or a journey. And that's what having the peace of God is. It is a journey. As we give our hearts and lives to God through Jesus, we begin a lifelong journey of building relationship with God, the most important relationship of our lives. And as our relationship builds, we begin in small little measures, this, that, the other, to trust him. Isaiah 26.3. Do you see that on your outline? Do you notice that it doesn't have a verse? It has a smiley face. Do you notice that on your copy? That happened miraculously. I tried to get rid of that little smiley face, and every time I hit 26.3, that smiley face came up. I cannot figure that. But this must be something that's close to his heart that he wants you to hear. And because of that, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, the whole of that. (laughs) It's just a little gift for you guys. Isaiah 26.3. Oh, Lord, you will keep him or her in perfect peace, him whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Isn't that wonderful? As we stay focused on Jesus, and again, just like I described, not in, the, not in the formal ways, not in our disciplines throughout the day, but in that, that day-to-day, arm-in-arm relationship going down the road. He will keep us in perfect peace as our minds and our lives are stayed on him. Turn over to Isaiah 30, 15b. It's just five, book, five uh, little chapters over that way. Isaiah 30, 15b. In quietness and trust is your strength and peace. In quietness and trust. And then we're hearing that word trust. So one of the first things I want you to grasp today is as you're pursuing peace, one of the things that needs to begin to develop is trust. How are you going to have peace from the God of peace, from the Prince of peace, if you don't trust him? Right? So that's the first thing I want us to be thinking about today as we pursue peace. Next, intimacy begins to build from those little steps of trust. Closeness and intimacy build, like in a marriage. Remember the days of old when you were first married? And if you're not married, think about a relationship that is close, maybe with a parent or a friend. Intimacy and closeness build, don't they? They're not there all right away. But as they build, you begin to sense that you trust that person more. So as we draw close to God more and more, I sensed him say that as we know him, so we know the peace within him. As we know him, we know the peace within him. 
It's like he's got a, a huge river running through him. And he's inviting us to come up with a big gallon bucket and have a drink of water. And that's what happens. I believe that is a picture for drawing close to God and understanding that rest that comes for our soul, our mind, and our inner being. So I see peace as a fruit, as an outcome in knowing and being with God. How many feel they want that kind of peace in their lives? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it's achievable. You know, there are so many things in the kingdom we hear about and we think, oh my gosh, am I, oh, I don't know if I can get there. I don't know if I can do that. You fasted 40 days? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. No, this is something that you can achieve every day. It's so easy to bump shoulders with the Lord and to know that beautiful part of him, that peace that passes understanding. Another aspect of pursuing peace uh, is something God's really been teaching me since my husband has been ill. Do not fret or worry. Do not fret or worry or allow yourself to continue in anxiousness as in anxious, fretful thinking. As we chew the, on that like a cud, we know there's no fruit in that, is there? Except for us to get more anxious. There's no peace that comes from that endless fretting. And I felt like God say this to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you in quotes. Let faith and trust arise. Believe that I will meet you, for I am your Father. Run to me, talk to me, and leave it with me. And then trust me. Take your hands off, walk away, knowing your father has it all under his loving care and control. So in that little passage from the Lord, other aspects of achieving peace, hope, prayer, the word, and I'm going to read the word now, but go back to Philippians 4. I hope you like this, turning to the word. I, I love to turn to the word. So Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in prayer, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So what I felt like the Lord give me, that little nugget today for you guys, simply is undergirded in Philippians 4, 6. And you know, that's good. When somebody says to you, I think I have a word of the Lord, boy, you're, you better be hoping that it is, it is undergirded underscored by God's word, right? Chuck and Pastor Rick are good about putting the word into that which is taught. And we want that as, as, as Bereans. We want that. All right, so then just a quick review. And these are just a few of the ways we pursue peace or achieve peace with God. First, that trusting, loving relationship uh, that grows into intimacy 
His, his, his strong exhortation, do not worry, do not fret. Hope, prayer, the word, worship, belief, faith, all of those are part of the journey, I think, of achieving peace. And so as I've walked with the Lord many decades now, and I've arrived at this particular time of challenge in my own life, now, you guys, I have the peace of the Lord. And I realize that. I realize that I am not anxious and fretting. Now, some days I am. And those of you that I've, I've uh, shared the need for prayer with are probably smiling to yourself. Oh, I know. She has days of anxiousness. And I do. But for the most part, it's a walk of peace. And it isn't fleeting. And that's, that's how my peace used to be. It was kind of fleeting in and out, depending on me and depending on my circumstances. But in this particular season of my life, the peace is continual. Amen. And that's the peace we want. That's the peace that we can walk through anything with. And so I see so many of you shaking your heads. Those of you who have known illness, those of you who have known loss, those of you who have known other challenges. That's the peace. That is the, the peace through which we can live every other aspect of our life, isn't it? And if you, if you aren't there yet, that's okay. You're on a journey. Keep going. Link arms with people around you and keep going together. And that's another way we pursue peace. Fellowship. I don't have that in your notes, but you can add that. So as I sought God yesterday, and I believe he spoke this word to me, I believe, and this is point five on your outline, that God gave me his perspective on peace. Now, this was really neat, guys. I thought this was... Uh, very new and very interesting for me. I sensed God say to me yesterday, peace is among my most prized, valued gifts, says the Father. Peace comes to those who seek it and find it in me. With peace comes light and life. The enemy abhors peace. And that was very specific. The enemy abhors peace as it exposes his lies, his confusion and chaos, his disorder. And he will do all he can to disrupt it. Amen? Hallelujah. He will do all he can to disrupt it. But a heart at peace disrupts his darkness. It dispels his chaos. It dispels his confusion. A heart at peace knows God. Peace also, the Lord said, communicates love, God's love. It opens doors of your heart and mind, and his spirit flows through those doors, illuminating you from the inside out. We're filled with Jesus, and that's one reason we shine. But this is, a, this is a little nuance on that. That as we commune with God and know his peace through Jesus Christ, it opens a door in our heart. It opens doors in our mind. And his spirit flows through the, those doors into us. And it's so powerful that it causes us to shine like a lantern. Oh, yeah. Amen. That's 
Yeah, and we shine in the darkness. We shine in the confusion. We shine in the illness. Amen? <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord, for your word. So I, I kind of highlighted in my own notes here, as we talk about God's perspective, that it's a gift. It brings light and life. It's a weapon against the enemy. And it opens doors in your heart and mind for the spirit to flow into. And we want the spirit, don't we? We want the spirit because he knows the mind and the heart of the Father. And we want to know what's on the heart and mind of the Father, don't we? So that we can order our lives. So we can order our choices accordingly. Well, let's end with this. This is the last point on your outline. The outcome of peace. This came as I was sitting, typing. I felt the Lord add this piece from Psalm 23. Now, guys, I think this is so exciting because it, it was fresh. This is hot off the press, guys. <laughs> yes, and that's the kind of word we want, isn't it? So I'm going to turn to Psalm 23 if any of you want to do that as well. We know this psalm. It's such a beautiful psalm. I was so glad that the Lord tucked this in as the outcome of his peace. He leads me beside still waters, a resting place for me in his luxurious love, taking me to an oasis of peace beside a quiet brook. That came from the Passion. And I'll read that again. He leads me beside still waters, a resting place for me in his luxurious love, taking me to an oasis beside a quiet brook, an oasis, a place of rest. There he restores my soul. He revives my life. He leads me in paths or his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even in darkness and hard times, fear will not conquer me, for you, the Almighty God, are with me. Your rod or your authority is my strength and peace. Oh, Lord, surely your goodness, your love, and your mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in your house or your presence forever. And Rick read that to us this morning from Psalm 27. I ask only this, Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Father, we're so grateful that you are not an angry God that demands, but you are a loving Father who gives, who loves. And that in knowing you, we know your peace. In knowing Jesus, we know your peace. In knowing the Holy Spirit, 
we know your peace. I pray, Father, that your word will follow us every day this week. That when we get into a time of anxiousness or hurriedness or freneticism, we find ourselves on the merry-go-round of life, that we stop and get off. And that we remember, oh, peace is knowing Jesus. And we get back on your lap, just like that little boy said. Thank you, Jesus. And the worship team is going to play one more song. But then I'm going to come back a minute. And we're going to pray for peace for each other. So you're going to be in small groups right where you're seated today. And we're going to pray that peace that passes understanding for each other. And, and the worship team will play something quiet behind that while we're doing that. So let's finish this last song and wrap up our service. And then I'll be back to release you into ministry. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.